Welcome to Radio KBPV, Tales of Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village, a podcast about the history of southwestern Alberta, presented by Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village of Pincher Creek, a museum complex that documents the stories of Western Canada's agricultural settlement through the preservation of local buildings and artifacts among a six-acre park. Pincher Creek is a town of 3,700 souls in a vast rural trading area of some 3,000 rural dwellers. A vibrant region of rolling prairie, foothills, the Rocky Mountains, the Pecani First Nation, Waterton Lakes National Park, the Crow's Nest Pass, and the Upper River Watershed of the South Saskatchewan River Basin. Join us in this podcast where we present walking tours of our buildings and hear the stories of the farmers, townsmen, cowboys, mounties, pioneer women, politicians, chroniclers, miners, railroaders, and so many other significant histories of this particular corner of Canada. The Arthur Edgar Cox Home. A.E. Cox, Arthur Edgar Cox, made a substantial contribution to pioneer southwestern Alberta in many fields, agricultural, academic, military, but in all ways was a most exemplary citizen. Arthur was born in England in 1856 in Camden Borough of London. He made the Atlantic crossing as a young man, 20 years old, and came to New York City where he would become a school teacher on Staten Island. He did that for about three years until 1879 he returned to England and then set out for adventure once again, serving as as an apprentice on board the SS Militaid, which was a wind jamming ship that worked in the wool trade for the Aberdeen Clipper Line bringing wool from Australia. The uh, Militaids would sail easterly around the Cape of Good Hope to Melbourne, Australia. At Melbourne he left the ship for a time, went up country for about three years, working amongst the sheep stations and traveling many miles into the outback of Australia. He rejoined the Militaids in 1882 and returned to England by way of Cape Horn, thus sailing completely around the world. But before he could get home, the ship was wrecked around the Cape Horn. Food left aboard the ship was sow belly and hardtack. The hardtack was tapped out daily to shake out the weevils from the ship, and he had little patience with anyone complaining about good food after this experience. But aboard the ship, he had carried him with him a banjo, partly of his own construction. It provided the first music later on for the children of the home, But that banjo also served another purpose while he was shipwrecked on an island where indigenous uh, native islanders uh, proved to be cannibal. But uh, Arthur's entertainment as the banjo man fascinated the islanders and kept their uh, cannibalistic habits away from uh, himself and the crew. So that simple little musical instrument saved lives. In 1882, Cox returned to New York City but decided to check out his prospects in in Canada. Having heard word of the Canadian Pacific Railway being constructed, he traveled to Winnipeg, where he followed the progress of the tracks all the way to Maple Creek, which is now in Saskatchewan. In 1883, he joined a Dominion Land Survey crew working in the Cypress Hills. Answering an advertisement for a school teacher in 1884, he purchased a pony cart and drove west to Fort McLeod. But by the time he got there, 
he found the position filled. Fortunately, a similar posting was available at Pincher Creek, and there he opened the very first school in the town, in a log structure along the creek, where he taught school until 1891. During the 1885 Northwest Rebellion, Arthur Cox served with the Rocky Mountain Rangers, Southern Alberta's first military unit, for which he received a quarter of a section of land. He took that uh, entitlement five and a half miles west of Pincher Creek and thus establishing his Mountain View Ranch. Over the course of his career, Cox bred good quality Percheron and Clydesdale horses and shorthorn cattle. For his house, con Mr. Cox contracted the original portion, the two parlors and the upstairs bedrooms, of a two-story house to be built. This was in preparation of, of his courtship and ultimate marriage to Mary Elizabeth Willett. The house was similar in concept to an A. Eaton's catalog house, but the frame dwelling was of Cox's own draft. On October 19, 1887, Arthur and Mary drove by to Fort McLeod where they were married and returned the following day to their new honeymoon home. Now Mary Willock was the daughter of an Ontario pioneers, Francis and Margaret Willock, who brought their family west to farm in Manitoba in 1872. With his grown son Leslie, Francis Willock relocated to a homestead in 1881 to a Creekside Valley three miles west of Pincher Creek, not far from the Cox home. In 1883, the Willock family was reunited, traveling west in a prairie schooner and driving their livestock across the plain. Francis Willock would be among the first successful wheat growers in Alberta. Now as for Cox, in 1897, he was appointed Dominion Land Agent and operated a land brokerage office in town. Several Pincher Creek pioneers got their start in the, in the Cox Agency, where he was also the agent for the Calgary and Edmonton lands and for Hudson's Bay lands as well. So if you come to Pincher Creek, you wanted a farm, you came to see Mr. Cox, and he prospered. The family prospered as well. Mary and Arthur Cox would raise eight daughters and three sons, all born in the family house. Of the 11, two would die in infancy. With such a fast-growing family, an extension to the house was built in 1899, adding a kitchen and a dining room. When complete, four bedrooms on the second floor housed the family. In summer months, the boys slept in the bunkhouse. The two parlors, decorated with piano, organ, and upholstered furnishings, ensured that the family entertained the friends and neighbors and themselves in style as they learned the gift of music. Now the Cox children were Marjorie, who married Stephen Lunn, a farmer from nearby, Eva, who married Northwest Mounted Policeman Jack Hanna, George, who married Victoria Lynch Staunton of the Pincher Creek ranching family, Millicent, also known as Millie, Dorothea, who married Sandy Burnett, Edgar, who married Dolly McKenzie, Mabel, who married Edward Sykes, Tom, who married Jean Cuthbertson, Florence, who married Jean George Roberts, Norma, who married Earl Goodwin, and Vera, who married James Eddy. And as I said, two of the children died in infancy. When A.E. and Mary celebrated their 50th anniversary in 1937, it was time for Millie Cox to assume management of the Mount View Ranch. The mother, Mary Willock Cox, died in 1940. Arthur Edgar Cox died at Mount View in 1946. Millie operated the Mount View 
until 1970 when she herself retired into Pincher Creek. The property was owned by the Cox family from 1887 to 1970, one of the oldest holdings under a single family in southwestern Alberta. Now Millie was blessed with a sharp historical memory and that was fortunate for the Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village where she volunteered until her passing in 1983. The house was donated to the Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village in 1987 after 99 years at its home site where it now rests as one of the featured buildings of the village. Kootenay is spelled K-O-O-T-E-N-A-I. Also, visit and join our pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for more information on our museum, or even better, visit us at 1037 Beverly McLaughlin Drive in beautiful Pincher Creek, Alberta.